Hello and welcome to the Oval Ball episode 2 of 2020. We are once again live on Instagram. Matt, welcome. Jacob. Good to see you. Oh, should we, should we do that? No, no, I don't no. know. No. Shaking hands. Let's just... Let's, no, let's, let's leave that one. Let's, um, let's hold that off for a little bit. It, it, let, let's roll right into that. It is the story that's dominating the news of the past two days. Yeah. The NBA stopped temporarily. We've got the Grand Prix today. And now round one is, you know, looks like it will go ahead, but it will be fanless by the looks of it. Let's be real. Yeah, and that's that's a shame because um, I mean every fan looks forward to round one, but there was there was some, for me this year there was something different about the calling of Bulldogs match round one. There was something different about that one that um, previous round one games haven't had. Yeah, you know you've got two sides. You know, really go about it the right way. Exit you know, the finals in a lot of disharmony. Yeah, they're, yeah. You know, they're two finals teams. They they play a really fast attacking brand of football. Uh, round one, Marvel Stadium, Friday night. Yeah, you know, prime time. Yeah, under the uh, roof. And uh, it was going to be, you know, there were going to be several million people watching it. They might be able to add an extra extra forty, fifty thousand to that now. Yeah. At home, likely watching on telly, although I'm not sure that's actually where they're going yet, whether they want to delay the start of the season. So that's a possibility that, the one. that has been would, in the works. What would you do, actually? Would, um, you, would you delay the start of the season or would you just start it as normal but behind closed doors? It's a good question. So I, I think, you know, I would, I would delay the start of the season. Okay. Well, I'm, no, I'm no logistical expert, so I don't know what, like, how much that would throw it out. Um, the immediate benefits I'm thinking about are that it's going to kill the fans for a little bit because yeah. we're so excited to see our teams play for the new season, yeah. but it's going to make it even better because the, the wait's been longer if it's been dragged out. Um, if you ask the players, I, I think the players you know, would obviously prefer having um, the fans at the game, games, but you know they're not going to argue either way. Um, and... You know, it's a long pre-season. I've got to think about like what this does to the pre-season, you know, the off-season, pre-season. It's mm. a long pre-season. There's been talks of pre-seasons being cut short. I think if the grand final's mid-October, it's not the end of the world. That, so, would, that would be about delaying it by two weeks. Yeah, I, I think I mean, that's what well, I've, I've heard. It's a two-week Personally, I'm, I'm a fan of delaying it as well, you yeah. know, because you want to make sure that, you know, you, you get what you you sort of get what you pay for as a supporter and you, you get what you want. It's sort of like a broadcast. You get... Teams playing the season with the full crowd and you yeah. know, everyone being safe. The two counter arguments to that are: a, how long are you willing to delay the start of the season? Because at this stage we don't know that it will take four weeks to get over this hump. Yes. Uh, yeah. Secondly, yeah. <laughs> how far into October, potentially November, are you willing to to, to eat into this? Uh, because bear in mind that's going to mean a shorter preseason for. Uh, next year, mm. you're then going to have to reschedule trade period, draft night. Uh, there's also going to be other events such as the uh, the T20 World Cup uh, that's right. being played in Australia. We got that a factor another stadium events. such as the MCG. Yeah, uh, this this there's concerts a, at Marvel Stadium. Yeah, there's a lot that you sort of need to then adjust. Yeah, uh, as much as I'm a fan of delaying the start of the season because uh, I want to go to to all the games. Of course, uh, you got to think about it. Yeah, from uh, a logistics point of view, from a and I, I guess from a business point of view, um, what does that affect in turn? What's the domino effect in that regard? And yeah. that's why it would make sense um, for the games to be played behind closed doors. But if you've got players that have been testing positive to the virus as well, so that was what, yeah. they're not going to be able to play. You're probably going to lock them into quarantine. Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll put your other players in quarantines where you won't be able to feel the side. Well, so it's it is a real juggling act. What, what are we going to see if a player? I was going to ask you about that. Like, what's going to happen? Like just, I mean, we're looking at the Utah Jazz in the NBA. They've got two t- players who have tested positive. Yeah. Um. So therefore, like it's predicted that the team is going to, you know, their whole thirteen playing list roster will cop it as well. Um, in an AFL scenario, we all I'm a fighter, I'm a part of a footy club. I know how, you know, touchy feely, how close contact everyone is. Um, there's every real possibility. It is almost certain that an AFL player will be struck down by this illness. Yeah. And then they're probably going to infect their teammates. Will we see a situation completely unrelated to the circumstances of what happened to Essendon, but a situation where they have to call upon supplementary players, VFL players, blah blah. Like what? Or do you think that there'll be a you know, a, a cancelled games 
I, I, I haven't thought that far ahead. I don't know if you have, but I don't think they're going to cancel games. I think if they're going to, if, if there's going to be, what if two teams get struck down? If there's going to be a change to the 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 plan, uh, it will probably likely be that they just re- restructure the fixture. Yeah, they won't just cancel games. If they do, the only, um, I guess, the only precedent that I can think of would be 2015 when uh, Phil Walsh um, was murdered. The uh, the Adelaide Geelong game after that. That was, that was cancelled. It was so cancelled. Cancel. Yeah, it was. Premiership it? points were split. Yeah. So I think that's the only that's that's oh, the only sort of precedent I can. I can oh, oh, I've lost not the so, phone. so good. <laughs> that was bad. We've lost the phone. Yep. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry, fans who are listening online. We've just oh, it's all happening. Chaos. That's a bit better. That's a bit better. Stem now. Okay. Apologies to those who are on Instagram who just saw their light, their life flash for their eyes with the phone dropping. Uh, that's the only precedent I can think with a game getting cancelled, premiership points get split. But if yeah. you're going to do that, you know, once around, twice around, potentially, how much does that compromise the season? It's a lot of questions, and there's no real solution. Imagine being the, the, the you know, everyone team can, of AFL yeah, right now. There's no solution that everyone can agree on that doesn't have problems. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, if you the, there's two that we've sort of mentioned now. How much does the season get compromised if you keep cancelling games and splitting points? Yeah. Um, and then there's the delaying. How long are you willing to put it off for? And then, of course, there's the idea of you know, not not doing anything and just letting the season go on as is. And then you run the risk of people um, opening themselves well, that won't, up to yeah. yeah. That won't happen. So uh, maybe I'll get this one. Yeah, thank you. I don't trust my my hot finger at the moment. <laughs> Braden, general. Grant, welcome guys to the stream. We got our, got got our like face, uh, Instagram live guys going at the moment. So good to see you guys again. But yeah, so um, it it looks there's like a, I think I think we'll start to know by Monday. Yeah, I reckon Monday is sort of late. We've got a game on Thursday. Yeah, um, uh, that's the Richmond Carlton game. There's going to be a decision made at least a couple of days before then. Uh, I think we're going to know by Monday what's going on. Yeah, the have had very Monday-driven, yeah. They've had meetings today uh, about it. Those meetings will definitely continue into the weekend. There was no, a conference call with all clubs. Yeah. I can confirm it was at 2 p.m. Okay, so no, we'll... no no, games to be played over the weekend either. Um, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. There, uh, the AFL... No, no, uh, no, no, I mean in terms of practice matches with the AFL sides. Oh, like the organised um, ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, so so a quick shout out to Grant. He's in Germany. Grant, He's from Germany. Then Germany at the moment. Yeah. But um, yep, yep. Uh, so we'll know by Monday, I reckon. That'll yep. be the latest when we'll we'll know for sure what's actually going on. At the moment, it's just speculation. But uh, it, look, this it's not going to start the way we wanted it to with eighty thousand there on Thursday. No, it it it's, it it is and oh the and the Thursday like that and it's just so it's tricky to think about. Imagine. Just imagine a Richmond Carlton, and you're gonna hear the umpires blow. The, you're gonna hear it all. Like you're gonna you know, hear the players behind go. closed doors. You know what? I've, someone on radio the other day were like, they'll 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 bring up the idea of micing up the umpires, and you'd be able to hear a lot more. Like you would be able to hear, um, and guys who were live with us on Instagram right now, just feel free to comment. What bet? Like what? How will the broadcasting experience be different for us as fans? Because we're going to hear the players probably shout out tactics and directions and stuff. Or, do you, I mean, maybe the umpires will cut the mics off because they might hear, you might be able to hear too much. Yeah. Um, but the coaches will be listening. Like, I, I'm, maybe, I, I thought maybe about Maybe you can get some day. sound effects going. Get, uh, get some, Press red for Ed. No, get, some, that again. get some audio people. Just get a clips of crowds yelling ball, ball. And, and goal. It's like, and, it's like a sitcom. And, and 50. Yeah, yeah, and just play ambient crowd noises for. He's for the been rest doing of the it all day. Up. Yeah, yeah, How's his head? yeah. Try that. I mean, the, the sound effects people would definitely be getting. You know, uh, they, oh, they'd, be, they'd, they'd, they'd have their work cut out for. Oh them, yeah. picking it all um, like green, 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 screen green. There we go. A suggestion on Instagram. Or what yeah. about uh, Port, <laughs> actually Port Adelaide borrowed a very interesting <laughs> yeah. tactic a few years ago. I'm just going to say that when they weren't actually able to gather crowds, so instead they had a lot of people just dress up as a giant tar. Yeah. And just covered it, made it sound like oh, but but those seats aren't available. Hey, it worked for sponsorship though. Yeah, it, it, Renault were very happy. The old car company, Koshi was making money that day. So that, that's that's another way you go about it. Only like limit the just put tarps all over, so you yep. limit the the crowd capacity like five hundred. So we, yeah. Yeah, we, we had five hundred available sense. seats, but five hundred people were up like, in full attendance. Yeah, 
So yeah, I think, and and we're gonna we'll move on in a bit, but we we'll, we do have to do our teams of odds and evens. Okay, we'll get to oh, that in a little do... bit. Not okay, now, not no, now, no, no, but no. and we're gonna give you our ladder predictions um, shortly. So stay tuned, guys, for that. But last question on um on the coronavirus situation: Do you think like if this turns into an absolute, and it's gonna be an epidemic? It's a pandemic. It already is. Yeah, well, I know the difference between pandemic epidemic, but like. Do you reckon there's a real possibility that the season itself will be jeopardised? And as far well, as just... it already is, uh, well, it's yeah, a question no, that you're asking. Will be cancelled? Yeah, ban cancelled. All those things. Uh, I find it unlikely at this point. Like it would have mm. to. It would have to evolve. Like we're no experts, but what does your gut say? In this oh life? yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an expert in coronavirus. Imagine so that if you're an immunologist. Yeah, I, I know, I know everything there is to know about. I should have asked. It. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like the Donald Trump of, of viruses. I know all about it. Like, like people come up to me and they go, "How do you know so much about this?" China, China, China. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll be cancelled. I think it would have to take a pretty drastic turn at this point for it to be cancelled. Yeah. Uh, yes, people are dying. I think the mortality rate is about seven percent. And at and the moment. and that's those who are immunocompressed, I guess. Or oh, mortality, I mean, like those who. Well, no. So so of of everyone that has been diagnosed with coronavirus globally, seven percent have died. Yeah. So that's um, and that that's we assume that's those who are that, elderly that's, or that's significant. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's at the same at the same number. time, it's not necessarily. Who you're passing it on to? Mm. It's who the people you're passing it on to pass it on to. Yeah, that's where the problems start. Because yeah. if you think about it, at one point in time, only one person had the disease. You think, oh well, that's easily managed. Just locked didn't up. someone like shit on a bat and then or ate a bat or something or something? I think that's I think that's a bit of fake news. I think there's there's footage there's of a good a fella cons- there's a good who, cons- who ate a bat. I don't know the guy's name. The fellow who ate a bat. The fellow who ate a bat. <laughs> old mate ate a bat. Um, old mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the photo they is claimed to be this year or at least a couple of months ago. It was actually more like two or three years ago. I think it was 2017. Oh. The photo was taken. So and just just back on time, Tom. A little yeah. bit of fake news. Um, yeah. Oh. That one. I do yeah. think it's a little bit of fake news. What about the conspiracy about the bio? It's a, it's a bioweapon, and that China. Oh, we're not. We're not. We're not a podcast of politics, but I'm making light of this because I find it funny and interesting. There's a perhaps a, the one child policy hasn't quite, you know, done its job. Not, not getting involved. Um, Jacob, not the getting baby, involved. and then maybe they've you know no, the, no, they've released this. No, oh, accident. No, not getting involved because because <laughs> journalists when they've started to speak, we don't work in conspiracies, but have been have been have they've been told to, oh, to zip it. Um, if this makes it to China, yeah, we're, 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 I I didn't suggest anything. I didn't. Well, I did. He, he did it. Who's he? Yeah, you. Oh. Not me. I didn't have anything to do with this. I do not confirm or deny conspiracy theories. This is I not... not. I am. I am not stating that I do or do not believe in the conspiracy theories about China and the coronavirus. I'm actually nervous now, and I. I'll be. Ta- they'll. They'll. They'll come and take me from my house. Over there, in all seriousness, over there, I wouldn't have been able to say that. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. To be fair, we really shouldn't be talking about it. No, we're either. getting off track. We're get- hey, let, let's... Coronavirus, wham, bam, good. Let's go into Marsh series. Quick recap. Who was your biggest... Who who, who was the biggest bolter? Someone who impressed the most. Um, I, I gave it to St. Kilda. You know, two and two and zip. Uh, beating Hawthorne. I don't rate all that highly. Being Collingwood, I rate quite highly. Um, I had my doubts about St. Kilda. Uh, I have over the course of the summer one of the players to have that they, it. yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not like I'm not going to let preseason just completely change. Yeah. I did go into the I have gone into the season thinking that the players that they've brought in, uh, while quality, not sure whether it's the right time to be playing those sorts of players. Yeah. And to be bringing in those sorts of players, especially the likes of Brad Hill, Paddy Ryder, they should be going to clubs. I feel now. That are on the top four, just needing a little extra for that premiership push. Yeah. Um, they're not supposed to be, I don't think, going to clubs that are in the bottom echelon of the ladder, trying to work their way into finals. But there's every case that, and Saints fans who are listening, they can chime in. There's every case that, um, you know, that they could make a big push. I mean. Spoiler alert, they're they, not in my top eight. They, they, but they you could. never know. Like they, they could. We've I seen mean, weird things, I think we? they're in a better place, based off the pre-season, I think they're in a better place than what I expected them to be. Yeah. So they are in 
by by that logic, a bolter. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying it'll get them into finals. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're in a better place than than what I gave them credit for. Yeah. Yeah. So what about your what about your yeah the, the biggest disappointment the one who fell the team who fell flat. Ah, uh, Hawthorne. I mentioned Hawthorne. Yeah, you did before um, we went on. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just mentioned them then when I said St Kilda beat them. Look, um, I wasn't expecting them to make finals. Yeah. But I think they're actually a lot further away than what I thought they would be. Um, yeah. So my my bolter and my slider, I both went into the preseason thinking they weren't going to make finals. I've left still thinking they're not going to make finals. Okay. Uh, but I think yeah. Hawthorne are going to fall away a lot further. Um, than than what I expected them to. Maybe yeah. Further away than, than what I found interesting about them, though, they did use the corridor a lot. Like, well, I looked to in in particular mm-hmm. the St Kilda game, and that's something that's been very un Alistair Clarkson. So, um, yeah, watch his space. Like maybe they're trialing things. Perhaps that's why they didn't perform that well because they were trialing it, and it didn't quite work. But watch his space. Yeah, for me, um, yeah, St Kilda probably the biggest bolter. I thought oh, I thought Carlton were pretty, and and I don't want to. I don't like this is the thing. Like we don't read a whole lot into the, these games, but it's I, I'm 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 I haven't been given any um, new confidence from Carlton. I told, uh, let's just say that they had I a bad a bad you. second last game. A second, oh yeah, second. Uh, yeah, I told you something about Carlton with. How they, how they play the players. under Bolton compared yeah. to how they played under Teague. I got it wrong. So I need to correct this now. I want to correct this now. Okay. Here we go. The correction. Under Bolton. Resurrection. Under Bolton. Oh. Oh, he's got the, under, the pie yeah, chart. Yes, this is under Brendan Bolton. <laughs> this is this is regards to centre clearances won by um, Carlton yeah. based on the age of the player in 2019. Stats man with so it again. From, so when Brendan Bolton was coach, 51.2% of centre clearances won by Carlton were won by players aged between 18 and 22. Um, 38% won by uh, 23 to 27-year-olds. Yep. 10.8% won by 28 plus. So more than half of the centre clearances won by Carlton under Brendan Bolton were won by players 22 and younger. Wow, okay. Yeah. Under David Teague, that number yeah, players the fifty one point two percent center clearances won by players aged twenty two and under, that fifty one point two percent dropped to seventeen point two percent. Okay. Fifty three point nine percent of the clearances, the center clearances under Teague were won by players aged twenty eight or over. So it's gone from more than half of the center clearances being won by Kids aged twenty two and under, to more than half of the centre clearances being won by players aged twenty eight and over. Now I don't know about you, Jacob, but I don't think players can age six years in a couple of weeks. No, well, with some handy, no, 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 no. yeah. So yeah. that says I won't to go me, there. that says to me yeah. that David Teague and this and look, he's he's no different. All interim coaches are the same. David Teague was coaching for a job. Next year, or in 2020, he was giving. Yeah. It was, it was he like was giving a, himself the best opportunity yeah. to produce short term or, or winning football in yeah. the short term. It was like a shot of adrenaline. It was like whatever happens. It, it felt like it was like a quick kind of quick fix. Big, yeah, like injection. Like a, of just it was, like it was a quick solution was, for now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, short term. But next year, uh, next year but, can wait. Though, yeah, we just got to get me. Those yeah. players aren't going to be there when Carlton are challenging for the next premiership. Bolton was doing the right thing. Um, by blooding in the young talent. No, yeah. he's doing the right thing because Carlton are not in a premiership window. So you play the kids. Yeah, cost play him the, the kids. End, you phase. It did cost him. But the maybe end. it was a mercenary. Kids, it was a, you, a you suicide phase mission. Out, yeah, it was, it was a suicide mission. One. You phase out the older players, which is what he was doing. Yeah. Uh, the, I mean, it, it's the that the pie chart I've got is just basically reversed. It's gone from the youngest players yeah. doing the heavy lifting to the oldest players doing the heavy lifting. Those older players are not going to be there when Carter are in their next premiership window. It's going to be those young players who aren't being given the responsibility under Teague. That's mm. why I feel that they're not going to jump up the ladder as much as what people are suggesting. Yeah. If at all. I, I my my quick stand and you'll see this in my ladder, my quick stance on Carlton is that I think they'll be, they'll improve and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna show glimpses of 
Um, they're going to play some really good games. They're going to beat some good teams. Um, it's just at the end of the day. It, long it just, term, they're in a lot at of the trouble end of day, if they continue this long it, term. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a matter of, like, their midfield's pretty good. Their back, their back is, the back line's great, but just the forward line, I just... And the, and the fact that they've lost these two games by significant margins oh, the other, does, does yeah. not do much to allay my concerns. You know you know my logic when it comes to who makes finals. For me, it's not about what they're like. It's about who are they going to knock... Who are they going to... Who are they going to walk into the door and go, I'm going to grab Essendon. I'm going to pull you out. I'm better than Geelong. I'm going to pull you... Collingwood, like... That's my. That's like with well, anything. They're not, they're not better than any. So of those so that's why I mean, we're we're kind of half hinting our ladders here. But Blues fans, look, the the the, the baggers, the the whole bagger brigade that will probably come back with the crowds. Blues fans are very loyal people. As I hate me to say, as a Collingwood supporter, they're very loyal fans. They're pretty good fans, and there'll be some really big atmospheric games. And the other thing you're going to have your moments, but when it comes thing, to finals, I'm not too sure. The other thing, think about the players that we've spoken about them targeting and, and bringing in. What do they bring in during the off season? Eddie Betts. Well, yeah, at the end that, of the road anyway. Yeah, and that that one I feel is very similar to the Dane Beams one in that if he didn't play for Carlton a long time ago, what's well, a sentimental be decision after, exactly? Which uh, and I thought. Who, I don't and think who do we say like that they're targeting uh, in the your mate this season? Old well, mate. he's not my mate. Well, he's not. Uh, but you know, but you I broke know, the story. Know, oh, well, it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Ollie Wines. Yeah. Now. Ali Wines, what do you say, in 2012 draft, he'd be about 26 now. Yep. So, you know, in the prime of his career, but, yeah, I mean, well, he'd be 27, uh, still still in the prime mm. of his career, but he'd be keeping a kid out of the side that's going to, like, I don't think Ollie Wines is going to be there when Carlton are challenging for a premiership. Yep. Um, you want to show your? Ladder? Shall we get into the ladder? All right. Well, that's we, gonna that's gonna reverse. So we're, they're not gonna see that. They're gonna see a mirrored version of this magnetic ladder that you've got. Let's here. quickly show. Let's say. Do you reckon? Yeah, it will. Oh yeah, it does. Well, we've got for those who are watching, we've got the ladder predictor here. Um, let's. Should we put? Try and put stick it up. Oh, no, what, don't get. Don't. Do not read yours out. I'll, I'll quickly show mine. the fans. I'll read mine and then, out. So this is a West Coast, apologies to West Coast fans, we've lost your magnet. Um, we? Well, I, I have. But, you know, you were, we, we, we're, we go down together. This is our podcast, we go down together. All right, so this is my mirrored ladder. Um, All right, so, so start up from the bottom. Unfortunately, yeah, so I'll start from the bottom then. Drum roll. Um, Congratulations, Carlton! You've got another wooden spoon to add to the kitchen. Gee, that's that's low. Yeah. But I, well, I'm not, I mean, well, I'm not going to comment on every. Doesn't, doesn't get much lower than finishing I'm, last again. I'm not hey, gonna... but look on the bright side. You're getting another, another, another one draft pick. Another one. I mean, given the flag Seventeenth, <laughs> uh, I got yep. Adelaide. Yep. Sixteenth, I feel this is it's a bit low. I wanted to actually rate them a little higher uh, than this. Gold Coast. I feel like they'll actually improve a bit this year. Mm, I've got, yeah, got a I'm funny feeling about Gold Coast. Um, I actually originally had them in 15th, but I did feel like they were going to finish lower than Melbourne. At least they won't now. be worrying. <laughs> I feel like this year we're going to see them and go, yes, there is a future here. Yeah. There is a, there is a, and they're going to sign rail and ends, and that's a, probably going to happen. I think the fact that they managed to hold on to, I should get this right, Ben King. He, from all reports, and no, we're not in this, his state, so we don't hear this stuff. He, from all reports, Matthew Lloyd can vouch for this. Mm. He's been tearing up. Every well, player tears at the preseason. Yeah, but, yeah. Every, every, but, every, every player is at their best preseason. But let's just day. level us up. Matthew Lloyd knows Max everything. Max King, we, we like the hype and we get the hype behind his brother Max at the Saints. But don't sleep on Ben King. He's, no. you know, as a defender, you know, I like that. Imagine when they play against each other. Yeah. Proud um, all right, sorry. Here you go. 15th in Melbourne. Yep. Uh, well, okay. Not yep. much of a bolter. No, no. So um, what happens to Goodwin? We'll get on to that. Fourteenth, yeah. yep. North Melbourne. They're very much in the same boat as uh, Carlton in terms of I think a lot of people expect them to improve mm. when I, I don't see it personally. Thirteenth, Hawthorne. I've got Hawthorne miles uh, away from, from the top eight. There, people are saying that you know there's no excuses. Well, they they're not even close based off what I've seen so far. Twelfth, uh, Fremantle. Um, still sort of a middling team. I think they're okay, Freeman. I think they've got some good players. Mm. They've certainly got some good young players, uh, but I, I don't think it'll be enough for finals. Uh, 11th, Port Adelaide. Uh, I think they're going to sort of remain 
what they have been for the past few years, a teaser side, you know, one week they'll knock off the reigning premiers and the next they'll lose to someone outside the eight. Let's chat about Port Arthur. I want to get after your ladder. I want to, they're a team I want to talk about as well. 10th, Essendon. Yep. Uh, again, Ooh. I don't think things are going to fall off the rails as much as, um, I mean, when, when we keep 21 consecutive goals against, that was a good night. Oh, that was um, a weird night. But I, I think... I don't think things will fall off the rails quite as drastically as what people are expecting. Yep. I think they'll be okay. I don't think it'll be too disastrous. But it will mean that it will be another 365 days since they've lost oh. the final, uh, which I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, I've got ninth just outside the top eight, St. Kilda. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. they'd probably, probably jump up a couple of it's spots just based though. off... Off where I probably would have had them before the the Marsh community. I think we series. all think they're going to be around that. Like they could either just get in or just get out. It'll be a long season. The problem is They've had a good I've, off season. I've That's not given us hope. Yeah, the, the problem is that I've gone through all the teams and to my and I've said to myself that I, I think twelve of them are definitely not going to make finals. Well, which well, means which means that two that definitely won't make finals will make finals. I look at the other like, oh, yeah, I think there's so many teams that are good enough, but they're just not going to. Now, one team that I haven't mentioned yet that a few people may be surprised about is Sydney. And that's because I've got them sitting inside the eight. Swans fans, get around that. From, I, there's Matt's prediction. I think what Sydney have, what Sydney did last year was remain competitive in a lot of games. I think there was only twice where they lost by more than four or five goals, which, while they're not winning, says that they're not getting belted. They're remaining, it's always a good, that's a good call. That's a good sign. They're remaining in the hunt. And um, they will have... They did a partial rebuild, I think, last year as well. They recognised that the core that had taken them uh, or carried them for so long was at an end. Mm. Um, so they started blooding in some some younger players, likes of Nick Blakey. Uh, Aaliyah Aaliyah actually showed a lot in the second Ollie half Florent of the season. Had Florent. A good Ronk. Um, Ronk. They got, got some Pap- good... Papley, who's improved. He now is at the age where it's like he will... Yeah, yeah this is... Uh, and they got a guy called Lance Franklin lining up. The ace in the pack. Mm. If he has a good season, Franklin, uh, that, that, could, that could make it or break it for Sydney. I think yeah. their fortunes depend very much on what his output is in 2020. It just shows how so, valuable Franklin is yeah, as a player. So I would keep, I'd very much keep an eye on Sydney. I think they're a team to, to watch. I know they, their preseason probably wasn't the best, um, but his preseason. They did have a bad one today in, against the Giants, but um, who doesn't in the Marsh series? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get this up now because I've I wanted to get the other game they played because I can't remember it. They lost to a North by eleven points, but North have had a strong. They they were showing strong signs in the Marsh. So that's not a bad loss I over, over I, there. I think if Franklin has a good year, I think it'll be enough to get Sydney in the eight. But it's a it's a big if. Yeah. Um. Now the they've got Geelong in seven. They won't drop out of finals. I think there's too many ordinary teams outside. This is the year they have um, to do it, though. But yeah, they're 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 sliding. They're relying yeah. on too few players for too long. Well, this some the of year those they... players are hitting over the age of thirty. I've been saying this for ages now. They keep finding a way to sneak into the top four. They're not a top four team. They're not a top four team. Uh, sixth, I've got the Brisbane Lions uh, sliding slightly. Uh, still yeah. comfortably in the in one of the better teams in the competition. It's been a popular consensus that with a, one with a tougher fixture. I think the, I the think draw is going to get really hard. Reminded now. me a bit of the Bulldogs in fifteen to sixteen. They they jumped out of nowhere. They didn't finish quite as high as Brisbane um, did in that twenty fifteen season. Uh, but a lot of people expected them to actually drop out of the eight, mm. so to drop sort of three or four spots. And that's what I'm going to do with Brisbane as well. Just drop them a few spots. Um, they're going to finish. Uh, I've got them finishing sixth. Okay. In fifth, I've got the Giants. Now, I think the Giants. Uh, I think the Giants, along with Sydney, are the big question mark team for this season. A lot of people have got them improving on last year, finishing even top of the ladder. Yeah. Um, I'm not as convinced. I think when you lose a grand final in the manner that they did, and uh, can I just can I just point out as well? Mm-hmm. I would like to mention this as well. Uh, that they are the only team in history, the only team to have recorded their lowest ever score in a grand final. Wow. No other team has a, has their lowest score in history kicked in a grand final. There's only one team that's managed it. It's the Giants! Yes. Oh, that's not a great stat, isn't it? That's for, for oh, Giants fans. Oh, 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 I love it. I love for everyone it. else, it's oh, very it's, comical. It's the best. It's the best. That and was that, on the other night. Tom Boyd that, has kicked as many goals in grand finals as the Giants. That's a shocking club. stat. <laughs> 
all the Giants fans listening, all seven of them, joking, we love you Giants fans at the Overball. Uh, all of them were like, we'll actually, probably be going, no, don't take me back to that month. Actually, actually Tom Boy's got more premiership medals than Giants do at the club. Oh, yeah, but you could say you could say that for Fremantle. Oh, I just, I just want, yeah, he's, but I mean, it's he's not got more, funny, is it? He's, got, he's more successful than, technically than that five. Uh, he's more successful than that, than that club. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I keep thinking about what happened with Port Adelaide in 2007. Uh, got to a grand final, yeah. got absolutely humiliated. That was our anxiety towards the Giants. They did. It's what will ha- what will this do to them? I think they didn't then make finals for finally five years. Well, they, 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 they were a rabble within a couple of seasons well, afterwards. They shit the bed for a while yeah. there. Um, That's when they got the tarps out, mate. So <laughs> I, I do wonder if the same thing will happen to the Giants. I don't think it'll be as drastic. Yeah. But I don't think they're sent to the next level is as inevitable as some people are suggesting. Yep. I'm not. I, I don't know. I just, there's yep. just, I'm just not completely convinced as of yet. Okay. Um, top four now. I've got the Bulldogs in fourth. Yep. Um, probably a little bit of bias kicking in. I think it's a little bit higher than what a lot of people would expect, but I think this team's ready. Yep. I, think, I think this team is ready. The yep. only thing that's going to prevent them is inexperience. League in terms of bases, mm. they've got pretty much everything covered. The only one I can think of is the lack of a lockdown defender. Most of their defenders, Wood, Crozier, Keith, Bruce Young, intercepting types. Mm. So, they'll, so who's going to be that big they don't, that Dale Morris to wrestle with the big Yeah, player. they don't have that lockdown player that, that yeah. can sort of go to a key forward. That's interesting. Because those, those yeah. interceptors rely on, on space and, and not manning up on an opponent. Yeah. If they call one out, Keith is not going to solve that problem. Yep. But Keith is going to add to structure and, and you know be an interceptor. But he's not going to be able to wrestle with the likes of uh, Charlie Dixon, who we still play very well against the Bulldogs on the weekend. Which is great and, for Charlie Dixon. We want that. And, and those and those types of players, yeah. those types of key forwards, that's the only glaring hole that I can see. Key forward, that's that's sorted in Bruce. Yeah. Uh, now, they've got Norton and Shackey for support. Good big Small three. forwards, Dale, Lloyd. Uh, they brought in Waitman in the draft. Dixon, if they if they're really desperate, Bailey Smith um, will have a, a good Smith. second year. I mean, that that midfield, um, well, you can well, it's one of the better it. midfields. It's as good as like, a day is long. It's, a, um, it's one of the more performing midfields we've seen over the past. Tim five English years. is ready. Do you reckon he's ready? He's ready. That 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 game against he's him and Grundy. Yeah. Well, so he got towed up the first time. He got towed up second, second time. time. Oh, was it the second or first? No, both times. Oh. Six Brownlow votes in two games, Grundy, last year. Yeah. Uh, English played against Lyset. Uh, Lyset went off in the third term, but even then English was winning a hit-out count. Okay, that's good. Hey, Lyset's a fair digging ruckman. He's a premiership ruckman. it would have been a career high for English had it, had it counted in terms of hit-outs, 37. Yeah. Um, he's ready. Who do you have as your third seed, sir? Collingwood. I right. think I think the top three are pretty sort of self-explanatory. We don't need to go into them too much. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's that's grand final, preliminary final, last two seasons, Collingwood are ready to go. They're, they're just as good as, as ever. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they've tied down Brody Grundy. Um, yes. You know, that Very just happy of, about that. That just puts that to bed. Uh, secondly, West Coast, um, just adding that class in Tim Kelly. So I had to sell a couple of farms to uh, bring him across. Yeah, Geelong, um, Geelong got a very good care package in return. Yeah, but, but uh, that's, that's, that's the deal, art of deal-making, though, isn't it? You've got to yeah, give a lot to get a lot. They're... So. they're um, uh, but they, I think they've still got a, they've got a pretty good side. Most bases covered. Uh, I think a bit low. The Bulldogs don't have that lockdown defender. They got McGovern, who's, who's pretty decent. Um, Hearn's a gun. Hearn is a gun as well. Uh, and then top of the ladder, minor premiers, Richmond. I mean, they like I I sort of saying they would have beaten anyone in last year's grand final. They would have beaten them all very convincingly. Yeah. Uh, they are as they are the best team in the competition. There's there's no no doubting that. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they're, they're again going to be the team to beat. Richard fans, you must love hearing that. We'll get on to mine. Can I get the photo up that you took? Did you take a photo? Did I, I take, take a photo? I hope, hope, hope you did. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. Hey. Thank, uh, this is your all team. Right. Um, first of all, let's go... And first of all, this is a bit of a death wish because we, you know, we we predict these things. Sometimes it goes horribly wrong and we look like fools. But hey, we put our integrity on the line for the benefit of making good content. So let's go. 
Gold Coast Suns, I think, will be the wooden spooners. But, as I said before, it's not going to be a disaster. We're going to actually see some wins. We're going to see the future. We're going to hear this song about Veach and stuff. Frio, I just think they're... And I love I love Justin Long. He's a Collingwood guy as of last year. You know, he, he spent some time at the Pies. Did so well with the defence. kick of that um, goal, wasn't he? Got them into the yeah, finals. against St Kilda. Um, I think so. That was... Yeah, I, I, six, I think for the long term, he's going to be brilliant for him. Short term, they're transitioning. They're, sort of, they're in this sort of no-man's land. Um... We we were polar opposites apart on the Sydney Swans. I think. <laughs> well, that yeah. Was we were polar opposites on Brisbane last year. Yeah. Oh, we were. And look, we we still well, somehow hope... managed to both get that wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think Sydney will be. Yeah, I don't know. They're just gonna. I don't know. They've got they've got some really good young talent. They've got obviously Buddy. They got a, still a good midfield. So based off but, that, you yeah. had Brisbane out of the top eight. I had them finishing eighth. They ended up finishing second. So, so yeah, we're no, saying Sydney no. going to finish top four this year. Are Sydney going to go and stretch this to the finals? Uh, that's the thing. Actually, like, well, because I was reading an article on uh, on Fox Footy, um, you know, always quality journalism. Uh, the The rule is that there's normally a team from outside the top eight that goes on to finish top four the following season. Yeah, I've seen that. Now, who would you think out of your top eight is the most likely candidate for that? Out of my top eight? Your bottom eight. Or your bottom ten, rather. So I'm going to, well... For 2021? No, 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 for, for this year. So just say that's sort of yours. Because like, it, it, it'd be relatively close uh-huh. to what the ladder was like last so year. I, so I've got... So, spoiler alert, I have... Um, I have St Kilda in my bottom... Not in the finals this year, but I think I've seen very good things happen when you sort of revamp the list and you put in experience and you have a good winger. Brad Hill. And I, I think things could come apart. And the, the culture off field looks really good with their coaches. Because we saw in 2019 it was Brisbane. Yeah. It went from outside. 2018 to was... Collingwood. Yep. 2017 was Richmond. Richmond. Uh, I think Six. 2016 was GWS. Yep. 2015 yeah. was West Coast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it has form Who's in that? recent yeah. seasons. So by that logic, it could be Sydney as well. Um, from my logic, I think the, look the crows won't do as bad as what people are saying they will. I think they're going to try some new things. I, I, from what we're hearing, Matthew Nix, it's going to be just play footy. We don't want them to get bogged down on tactics and stuff. I'd love to. I think they're going to see some promising things from the crows. North, ah, oh, I love everything that they stand for, and they've tailed up Collingwood before, and I still re- admire them because they. They're just such a hard team. But we spoke about this off air before we went on. It, it it's sort of becoming an American business now, the AFL. Unfortunately, I think we have to you have to have some superstars when it comes to it, because there's gonna be one on one situations. We've seen many times in many games where Richmond have turned the tables because Martin was on some poor soul, kicks a big goal. Um, Lance Franklin has done it. Paddy Cripps. The best players are those who change Bonten the games. Bunting Pally. He loves playing against North Melbourne. Bonten Does he? That's a good oh, record. he loves playing against North Melbourne. North have a few guns that we spoke about. They've got like some absolute... Cunnington I'm a huge fan of. He's underrated. Um, Sean Higgins is absolute class. He's like the Penderbury for North. Like He's just so trustworthy. <laughs> he's not as good, but like oh, he's... You know, he's no, he's, he, he, no, Sean Higgins is like really clean. He's a beautiful never player. never seen a play at guard grass. Ben Brown's a gun. Um, and Robbie Tarrant's underrated. But when it comes to all those out of that category, I just don't trust them. Um, but what good luck the, to them. What about the, Mr. 800,000 man, uh, Mason Joe Pollock? Oh, oh, don't get me started, Jerry Pollock. Um, Port, I think Port, Port. Speaking of Port, speaking of Port. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, they're going to move the game to Abu Dhabi to innovate themselves. Um, no, Port, Port of the 13th for me. I think they'll push really well. They'll have a good sort of middle to the start of the season. But their identity, I just don't know yet. And, um, you know, Hartlett's getting on. Boak is a champion of Port Adelaide, but those guys are getting on. Their young crop is good, but how will it stand up in their second or third year? The years where things do go wrong for the young players. Um, Charlie Dixon had a good Marsh series. But still, the biggest question mark. He's really important for their hopes, Charlie Dixon. Yeah, um, a little overrated, Charlie Dixon. Um, Blues, as I said before, I think Blues will make a jump. They'll bolter. They'll 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 so they'll bolt. No oh, bolter. No bolter. They'll bolt up. Uh, no finals this year for me. But they are a team who will show 
will show that number one that that bag of number one picks actually doing something. So um, <laughs> it took them long enough. It did take so, but I think yeah, we're gonna see the old fashioned bag in like the, the crowd, and it's gonna be like really impressive and, and atmospheric. So something to look forward to at least. Charlie Kerner is the big one though. He needs to get back. He needs to stop playing basketball. He needs to stop. No, I don't mind that stuff. But that, I mean, come on, Charlie. Like maybe. Yeah, be a bit careful. But, uh, you know, I don't like how Kane Corns waxing, though. That's Kane Corns waxing everybody. Yeah, I, just be careful. That's what we ask, Charlie. Just be careful. Don't go for any Kane dunks. Cor- Kane Corns got... Shoot threes, don't dunk. Kane Corns failed his job interview because they found out he was better at starting fires and putting them out. <laughs> That's good. So That's a good quote. We've got to write that down. Sh- yeah, so Kane Corns read very little of what he says. <laughs> so my... I think that's 11. 11th seed at the Saints. The three teams here... And I've got Melbourne 10, Hawthorne 9, St Kilda 11. I think that these three teams will be the teams who will be creating a lot of anxiety for the teams who are on the edge of the eight because um, I think they're all good enough to make finals when it comes to it. I just don't think they will. And I, as I explained before, you've got to go into the eight and grab someone out. Who am I going to be? Be- who's Will Dan Hanbury beat... Um, uh, Dyson Heppel one on one in the midfield. We'll see. I've got. Will. Um. Uh. Will Nathan Jones beat? Oh, I've got as the seventh seed. Lockie Neal in the middle. It comes down to these one on ones, and it comes down to who who is better, and who is the more stars. Blah blah. Um. Oh, so I think St Kilda eleven, Melbourne ten, Hawthorne nine. They're all right. They're good. They'll be fine. I just don't think they'll make the finals this year. But it's not going to be a season where I think that's the big one here is Melbourne have jumped up. They're not as bad as they showed last year. They're not as good as they were in 2018. They're not as bad as they were last year. That was that was a disaster. They're gonna they're gonna improve. You've actually got just by that it's sort of Hawthorne and Melbourne replaced with Port Adelaide and Sydney. That's sort of where the key differences in our ladder. And oh, sorry, mm. sorry, Hawthorne, Melbourne, Carlton swap them with Port Sydney and Fremantle. Yeah, that's sort of. That's jump. where our side. That's where our ladders change a bit. Yeah. Those those six. So teams. I'm a Victorian one, and you're an interstate little size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But hey, let's see. So, the big thing I said last week, I hinted last week that my eight, the eight hasn't changed for me. They're gonna have the same teams, but it's in a different order. Oh, Essen will hold on. They're, I like their team. They've got a great back line. The mids, I don't think they've got a midfield, but they'll do enough. Forward line. Let's just think. Let's just not think about Joe Danaher for now. Let's just put him aside. We're going to see him late in the year. Let's be honest. Unfortunately, we're going to see him a bit late. I think they can pull it together. Beg- Begley's lost some weight, and apparently he's trimmed down and he's running well. Fantasia, look, he's a good player. Let's be honest. Tim Wong is a good player. I think the forward line will do enough and worry some teams. They're going to be eighth for me. Brisbane, yeah, they're sliding down. They're seventh. They've slid down, but that's okay. They're going to have a harder draw. They're still going to make it. No injuries as well, Brisbane. So they yeah. couldn't be. They could not. They literally could not be better placed. They have to win to, round um, one if it goes ahead. To, <laughs> yeah, they could not be better placed to uh, back up last season. Geelong in my sixth seed. Now I'm. Oh, I rate Geelong. I don't. I'm not as hard on them as, as you are because I, I think that they do. When it comes to it, they've got a really good team and a strong football team. Um, you've obviously got the likes of Dangerfield and Sal and those champions, Harry Taylor. Um, Salva Radigali will have a good run at it. Uh, Hawkins, yeah, he's getting on, but he'll still do enough. Um, you know, Ablett's going to, you know, speaking of champion, Ablett's going to, he's going to kick his two or three if he's out there. He's just that good. My concern with Geelong is that they rely on too few. And and that's been the story ever since we've started this podcast. And now those, those too few are getting... Are getting to um are getting I'm oh, sorry they're they're now on the wrong side of thirty. Ablett already was. Selwood is. Dangerfield is. Yeah. So um, this is the year. They're relying on those three: Stewart, yeah. Duncan, Hawkins, and and Blitzars to an extent. So there's eight players. Many goals getting on as well. Got a couple of kids. Uh, Kelly's gone. Mm. Um, you know, I, I feel like they're relying on too few to do too much. That's fair. And it, it can get them through the home and away season. And you can hide a bit in the home and away season. You can't hide in finals. And that's why their record is very poor. Yeah. Because they don't have an even contribution. And finals, it, it and requires finals, yes, 22 and 22. You need 22. Yeah. If you don't have 22, you've got no hope. So this is the year for the cat. Like, this is for me. This is all eggs in the basket. you just got to 
pull it out. Go for this it. This is this is. I reckon, I know because they're going to be okay yeah. in the long term because they've got they've got a lot of compensation. I reckon their ship has sailed with this crop. It's not winning a premiership. So they're I mean, I'm still saying that. I'm so you're ruling Geelong out for the premiership. There they're, you go. they're not winning it. Nope. All right. Mm. Fifth seed. I'm going with it's my. It's very hard for them to win a premiership when the Bulldogs are going to win. Oh, here we go. I was waiting for uh, that. That was late. <laughs> 44 minutes in, well, and you've yeah, just said that. Yeah, well, you know, just trying to keep I'm expecting a, the first 10 minutes. Trying to keep a handle on things. Uh, so I've got the Pies at fifth because ooh. I think Collingwood are a top four team. Let's be clear on that. I think they're, you know, when it comes to it, they're the, one of the best, if not the best, on their day. They can beat anyone. But I just think that there are they do have a tendency to drop games that they shouldn't. And that's for many. It's for many reasons. The Fremantle was one last year where they just sort of dropped the bundle, um, and in the end, it didn't cost Collingwood too much. But I can just see Collingwood dropping the odd game. Injuries probably it's Collingwood, so they'll get injured. Um, but they're still going to be strong. Look, they're the fifth team. They're like the West Coast last year. That should they're, they're a top four team, but they'll misplaced. They they lost the wrong game in the bit out. So that's for me, no, Collingwood. No. You can interchange the Collingwood and the Dogs for me. I think they're both both elite teams. Some of the best teams in the comp, but yeah, it, it could go the way. Collingwood, they've got to win it soon because I don't. I think Not as dire long, but still dire in that fact. Dire in the um, they're putting they they're going all in with the Grundy deal because they're going to yeah. lose. Are they going? They're going to lose a, a talent. Penderbury, Cyborg. No, no. In terms of Dugowie or more. Oh yeah, they right. Lose oh, one those guys. Too. So not the aging story, like no, actual, no, yeah. no, not the aging story. They'll lose because they, you don't want to give. You pin up some place for another club. Have we? Have us discussed the mentorship? I don't know if we're discussing it there. Just quickly, who would you take out of more? Who would you? If you had to, you can only choose one. You had more, and Dugowie, and you were Nathan Buckley or Ned Guy, the list manager. Who this? We're deciding this now. No, in twenty twenty. Okay, so I'm, so I'm calling with I'm calling with list manager. I've yeah, got you, got, you have to choose one. You can't have both. Okay, I'd go to Goey because it's a match winner. No, I go more. Easy, easy. It's the most polarizing thing. This one. I think the Goey is a bit of a stringer. I think you'll get a brilliant game out of yeah. him, but I think you get a consistent season out of him. I think you can get that out of Darcy more, despite uh, him being more injury prone. I've just got that. F- I just got a funny feeling about the Goey. Mm. I hope he does well. I really want him to. Because you played on him, he touted him up I in a game. Him, mate. Yeah, yeah, there we go. I, I, I'll get that out of you. I, I, I taught him how to play. <laughs> Got on the record. So, so you know when you see when you see him get two disposals and three quarters of football. Back in his mind, that Matt no, kid. Guns. No, it's because because I taught him how to be that good. <laughs> oh, he's turned it up. No, I don't want him to do well. I just got a funny feeling that this. It's just not going to click. I, I see a lot of stringer in this guy. Breakout sees everyone thinks he's the next big thing. And he just disappears. Mm. He just falls off the face a bit. Well, I'm huge on both. And then we sort of, and then I remember that that was Stringer first in 2015, 2016, went a bit. Mm. 2017, thought, right, well, you know, that's an anomaly. He's going to have a great preseason. He's going to absolutely dominate. Yeah. And he, he, he did exactly the same thing he did in 2016. So I'm, like he had the odd good game and went missing yeah. for most of the year. I think that's a Dugowie. I think it's going to be, again, that with Dugowie. I think more you'll get a better. Yeah. Well, you'll get more consistency out of it. It's just an issue of staying on the park. Yeah, I but think, if I had to pick more, yeah, I I agree with the more like I th- I think they're both like so important for Collingwood. Moore is just, you know such a good player, but just when it comes to it, I just I lean towards the match winners because you know yeah, but there's the match winners and there's the potential match winners. The yeah. girl is a potential match. No, winner. I think he's a pro. Like he's not a champion. He's not no, a. But he's I mean, a like, pro, but he's, think, he's, no, he's, when I think of a match winner, when I think of a match winner. I think. I think Martin. I think Bonham Pelly. Uh, if I want to go Franklin. back a bit, I think uh, Franklin. If I want to go back a bit, I think Steve Johnson. Yeah. Like, match winners. Oh yeah, like, but when the game he's a match winner, but not that match winning category. Yeah, not not it, not that, like the key. He like did the, the four goals and he kicked in the prelim for me. It was like whoa. No, but I mean, like he's the one that could change a game in fifteen minutes. Yeah. But you could kick two goals, set another one up when it's really close, and just yeah. break it open. They're match winners because they've done it and they've done it and they've done it and they've done it again and again and again. The guy is a proven match winner. Yes, he's done it once or twice, but but it's not. I mean, he played in. Did he play in the the preliminary final against? Oh, uh, the GWS Giants. No, well, and that's the thing. He, there's there's an argument to say he could have come out and been the match winner because Collingwood had ample opportunity. So he did play in that game. No, he didn't. Oh, okay. He had his he had the hammy. Remember the German? Oh yes, Munich. of course. Yeah, I'll get a gun. No, that's to... why. That's why I wanted to ask because I yeah. wasn't sure, but. When I think of when I think of Dugowie and um, I just think there's been 
There's been opportunities where he um, can be the difference. Sometimes he has been, yeah. but not often enough for me to go, yep, yeah. when in doubt, get the ball to him. That's all right. Well, I hope for our sake, Collingwood, we keep them both. My third was, well, there's a blank space, so I'm assuming it's West Coast. It's a good assumption. Um, they're going to win their 10 home games. They've got Cali. They've got a better midfield. The forward line's freaky. The back line, Barras had a bad end to the year last year. It's not all going to peg on him if he's good or bad, but I watched his press conference recently. He seems clearer. He seems confident. He's back to loving footy, which is great for him. And I think, yeah, they've just, they don't have many deficiencies. So they're going to be third seed. Uh, I think the Tigers are the best team in the comp, but they're going to just finish second. Again, an interchangeable between GWS and Richmond. So I think the Giants, they've just got they've just got the midfield. They've got... I don't think at all this grand final is going to sting them, which, I mean, how would I know? <laughs> but there's something about them. They, they do... And this has been the biggest knock on them. Sometimes they don't show this. I and mean, they don't show this, at least this big gaping hole. But they've got this edge to it, an edge that, unfortunately for your mob came out and they've got this instinct where and it did go missing hey against Collingwood it was on for show and that was why they beat Collingwood because at the end of the day they were harder looking forward um, to uh, beating the Giants in, in round three well that's going to be a huge game but that's my Is top it? ten Giants will round out the minor premiership we'll get into maybe premiership can stuff in the next few episodes yeah we better do our uh, best uh, our odds v evens because we only got about we, ten minutes yeah left. we'll get that done so um, and we're going to fly through this. We won't. We won't talk about every player and why they're there. Okay, yeah, because um, most of them will be fairly obvious. Yeah. But so why don't we go back, uh, back line, full back line by full back line? Yep. And then good. half back, half back, centre, centre. Cool. All right. So, do you want to go first? Yep. So lining up for the ha- uh, full back line. Yes, full back line. So, to be clear, guys, we're doing the odds v evens. Yeah. So, so his team will be consisting of players that currently wear an odd number. Yep. My team will be consisting of players that wear an even number now. And those who have had number changes, yeah. it's those that, that they've worn for longer. Is that right? Yeah, I couldn't quite remember that rule. Well, like I think, I think Gary it, Ablett's Yeah, I think it's if you, if you played the four. most games. Oh, so does that mean I could have played, I could have had Gary Ablett myself? Yeah. I think so. Because there's number nine at the Gold Coast. Yeah. He's number can, 29 as well. Can I, I'm going to make yeah, a quick edit. I'm going to make a quick edit. What do you mean? Um, so, Matt, sorry, you go with your full back. Oh, your, I'll, go your full with, back. I'll go with mine firstly then. Oh. So, my full back line uh, is Jake. Actually, no, let, no, current numbers. Current numbers. Unless, okay. unless that disturbs you. So. No, it doesn't disturb me. Right. So, I go current numbers. Okay, yeah. then. So, I've got Jake Lloyd, number 44. Yep. Uh, Jeremy McGovern, number 20. And Lockie Whitfield, number six. Now, bear in mind the number six. Jake Lloyd, McGovern, Whitfield. Now, bear in mind the number six is going to be a common theme. Okay. I have a number as well that is a common theme. Uh, my half, my fullback line, the ageing legend, number nine. Number nine's my theme. Um, Sean Burgoyne. I'll put him in the back pocket. He can Burgoyne. do anything. Um, Harris Andrews, number 31. He's, a, he's, a, he's one of the best defenders in the comp. And... I'm not going to... Actually, I'm going to put Nick Vlost in there. I'm going to make a quick one. I'm gonna, no, I've got McKenna at the bit, but yeah, like yeah. Nick Vlostin's more of a back pocket. It's interesting. Um, there's, uh, there's a name Such a reliable there player. There's a name there that you don't have, anyway. Um, oh, well, there's always going to be one name. All right, so my half-back line, and numbers Elliot Yo, number six. Yep. Dylan Grimes, number two. Basher Hooley, number four. Oh, Basher. Okay. My half-back line is Shannon Hearn. I've got Harry Taylor. As my centre half back and Connor McKenna, I need a bit of dash. I'm gonna put him up in the ranks. You missed a name. Oh, are you kidding? Um, my centre line, I've got um, Scott Pendlebury on the wing, number ten. Yep. This one in centre, you may have you number six may have actually gone under the radar a bit. I think I'm be a bit I actually forgot him. No, I forgot him. In my original team, Tom Mitchell. Gee, what number is he? Six, isn't he? He's number three. Is he? <laughs> I think James oh, is number six. Be. No wonder I forgot him. in my team. We can't. No wonder him. I left him out of my original team. Quick, you have to think of someone. Um, I will think of someone. Yep. No, I'll put him. Uh, no, I'll put Penderbury in the middle. Yep. I'll put Josh Kelly on the other wing. Okay, that that makes two. sense. I've got a list of unluckies as well. So I'm just... <laughs> I was about to say the other wing, Hugh McCluggage. Yeah, he definitely wears number six. He does definitely wear number six. So my wing is a bit of bias here. I'll put Trelaw on the outside, number seven. Um. 
Patrick Cripps. Caddy Cripps? Caddy Cripps. Oh, yeah. No, Captain Cripps. Oh, Captain Yeah, he's my captain. Okay. Um, name your captain if you haven't already. Uh, Pendlebury. Pendlebury. Good. Um, Paddy Cripps. Um, yep, in the middle and the guts. And then I've got Andrew Gaff, number three, on the other wing. Okay. On my half-forward line, I've got Michael Walters. Oh, I love Michael Walters. Number 10. Jeremy Cameron, number 18. Come on, yep. yep. And I can put him in, Gary Ablett, number four. Oh, uh, you've got to put in. I've got... So, I, Rory Sloan is an on-baller, but I, I, I put him at half-forward because why not? Dangerfield is my centre-half-forward, and, <laughs> and, and Nat Fife, I don't know if he's ever played half-forward flank, but, mate, Nat Fife, you're playing half-forward no, for me. Um, my full-forward line, uh, I've gone with a three-pronged attack here. Cool. Uh, so, in terms of tools, Tom Hawkins, number 26, yep. in the forward pocket, which is of all places. Yeah. Uh, full forward's got to be Jack Rewalt, number eight. Yeah. Uh, and in the pocket, uh, probably... A, now, this is this guy definitely wears number six. Yeah. And it's a surprising choice, Alex Sexton. Yeah. The gold snake, don't, don't mind him. We Should might have an intruder in the office. Please don't come in, or we'll, we'll hold it back for a bit. <laughs> um, sorry, Alex Sexton. Yeah, Alex Sexton. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, how handy, people handy are getting around goal, him. Handy little goals. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. I, I like him. He's got a hamstring complaint, which we've got to look at. He hurt his hand. Yeah, he did, which is Hopefully it's nothing bad he's, for the Suns. He's, he's not a bad little forward. Um, my four pocket, I've Charlie Cameron. Um, I've got Tom Lynch is in there as well. But him and Frank, and I've got Lance Franklin as well. As Yeah. So they're the two big sort of catches in the full forward line. 223 is... Who's there? Oh, yeah. Cameron and Cameron. Dan and Franklin. Franklin. Yeah. Uh, my rucks, I've gone for three or fours. So I've got uh, this poker hand to be three fours. Yeah. Uh, here. Uh, Brody oh. Grundy. Yeah. Marcus Bontepelli, who's the vice captain. And, uh, and Dustin Martin. Oh. <laughs> so you've got, in the middle, you've I've got, got Pendlebury, Martin, got Grundy, Dustin, and, and Bontepelli. Grundy, tapping it down to Pendlebury. Bontepelli and Dustin Martin. That's essentially the big V game. Oh, the, yeah. the Victorian side. That's as good as it gets as uh, Dwayne Russell. So I've got the other great Ruckman tapping it down in Max Gorn to Lockie Neal. Um, uh, and that'll be Tom Mitchell. Tom Mitchell. Looks yeah. like I've got an extra here. No. No, you don't. Oh, no, because it's three on balls. Yeah. No. Yeah. So Neil and Tom Mitchell... Um, yeah, that's my that's my l- center l- line. L- lucky then, uh, yeah. Tom Mitchell definitely wears number three. He definitely wears, does he? And uh, my bench. Now I wanted to go with because uh, I had three twelve forwards. I wanted to go for a defender, two midfielders, and a forward. Okay, but I haven't quite followed that. <laughs> I went with four midfielders because I just couldn't. Um, actually, no, I'll go with a defender and then uh, three midfielders. Yeah. So I've got Brad Crouch number two. Brad Crouch. Uh, Dom Sheed. I think it's number four. Dom Sheed. Yeah. What's he doing? Uh, Daniel Talia, number 12. Yep, I like that. And Tim Taranto, number four. Tim Taranto. Dud his shoulder in the March series. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, okay, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised some, about the... And some of my unlucky Crouch names as well. Sheeds, but... um, James Harms, Melbourne. Jeremy yep. Howe. Yep. James Sicily and Ben Brown. James Sicily, that's a all, huge all, omission. All a bit unlucky, I think. He could have been one of your number six. He could have been the number six. He could have been the number six, <laughs> six in the midfield, too. Um, I don't have any notable mentions because stuff them. I'm just joking. Uh, your, your so, my right? bench, I've got Trent Cotchin. Got to get Captain Courageous in there. Stephen Coniglio, uh, who is my. No, no Max Gorn's my vice captain, actually. Um, McRae, have to get him in there. Such a good ball user. Um, and Robbie Gray, absolute superstar for Port. I'd like to see those two teams go ahead. I, 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 the only problem is none of the fans would be allowed to go. Yeah, I know. Hey, before we close the show, yeah. we've got a minute and 38 remaining, according to Instagram Live. Who, who do I miss out on? Evens. No, odds will win. <laughs> Mate, imagine Evans. getting the... We leave the back, the forward line, your back line with Dangerfield, Franklin, Tom Lynch... Five. Yeah, that's if the that's if the, the the midfield ever gets the ball off uh, Grundy, Bonampelli, Martin. Overball fans, feel free to comment up next post. You odds are evens. Um, who did I miss out on? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Didn't you say oh it? yes, you did. The back pocket player, uh, Neville Jetta. Oh, what number is he? Thirty nine. Oh, I love Neville. Another number thirty nine. He's, he's like one of the only Jason pack- Johansson. Yeah, and I thought about JJ. No, Josh Dunkley, Lockie Hunter. Josh Dunkley was an honourable mention. Because he's, he, he's a good player now. Um, you don't have Josh Bruce in there. No, of course not. Or Sorry, Josh Bruce. Sorry, Cheesty, Josh Shashi. 
No, Libba's... No, Tori X and Libba's, Bailey Dale? No. What, where, where, was, <laughs> where was my Tom Langdon? Where's Tony Lipinski? No. Um, what about... What, what ben about, Kavari, he's even played a game <laughs> Ben Kavari. How did he not make it? What about Tyler Brown, mate? <laughs> <laughs> what about... What about... Um, I was at Quinnall. <laughs> we, we could, we could, we do, could go we all could day. Do hey, mate, I won't shake your hand. No, I don't. What about no, fists? Whatever that... Yeah. No, 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 that's not risking. Thanks. A great episode. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Um, we'll see you guys next time, potentially with a special guest. Stay tuned. Um, yeah, don't get coronavirus, mate. I'll do my best, Jake. <laughs> <laughs>